0: Hey, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Last week, uh, we shared about Romana Banuelos and how she went from being an impoverished single mother living in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, to becoming the Secretary Treasurer of the United States. It's a great story of faith. And uh, if you haven't heard that story and have, it's a true story about what happened to this woman, uh, you might want to check out last week's podcast because it's very encouraging. But she did this through faith. Romana Banuelos is a woman of faith. But faith is a complicated subject, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people have faith in themselves. A lot of people have faith in false ideas. A lot of people have faith in their political party. But we're talking about a special kind of faith here. Um, Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens or empowers me. And Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes in Mark 9, 23. So what kind of faith are we talking about here? We're talking about faith in God and in what he says. Faith in God. Now, I know this is very basic stuff, but if we're going to build anything in this world, we'll need to build it on a firm foundation if we want it to stand. And there is no firmer foundation than God and what he says. Now, a good example of this from the Bible is Joseph. Now, I'm not talking about baby Jesus and, uh, you know, Mary Joseph. I'm talking about the Joseph of Genesis. And starting in about Genesis 37, we hear about this character. He is the son of Jacob, and he has 12 brothers. And Jacob, his father, sees early on that he has administrative ability. We know this because the Bible says that He gave Joseph a special coat. Uh, We learned it from the King James originally, where it said a coat of many colors. That's really kind of uh, a weak description of what it was. It was an ornate and fancy coat, yes. And the word itself, the words that are used to describe it in the original language, indicate that it was the type of coat that would be too dressy to wear out working in the field. And it also implies that it's a coat with long sleeves, meaning this is something that someone would use indoors to do administrative or or leadership type work. So Joseph was given a higher position than his brothers from the get-go, even though he was one of the youngest brothers. And his brothers were resentful of this. And from his brother's perspective, to add insult to injury, Joseph had a couple dreams and they were dreams that God gave to Joseph to show him the direction for his life. And the first dream was that he dreamed that they were all out harvesting wheat in the field and they were cutting the wheat and they were binding them up into sheaves or into little bundles. and it this is the way Joseph had the dream. He and his brothers eat each had a bundle of wheat and the brother's bundles of wheat or sheaves of wheat all bowed down to Joseph's. Well, he told this to his brother, not the wisest move, but he did it and they were mad at him. They said, what, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to be our ruler now? Well, the next night, Joseph had another dream. And in that dream, the sun and the moon and 12 stars all bowed down to him. Again, he told this to the brothers and Jacob got wind of this and he said, son, what are you talking about? You're saying not only your brothers are going to bow down to you, but that I am as well and your mother. And, uh, you know, they rebuked him. But Joseph knew these dreams were from God. And so he held them in his heart and continued to believe in what God had said to him personally now one day joseph's father sent him out to check on the workers in the field the, the other brothers and when the brothers saw him coming they said oh no here comes this dreamer of dreams you know this grandiose guy and they said let's let's just kill him and throw him in a hole they said we'll see what becomes of his dreams then and so they did capture him and they threw him into a cistern and there was no water in the cistern so they threw him in there and then i guess just in there arrogance and just the the evilness of their hearts the hate in their hearts they all just sat down to eat lunch after that while while they were eating lunch one of the brothers said you know it wouldn't be right to kill him let's do this let's sell him to some slavers and sure enough some slavers came along uh, very shortly after that and they they sold joseph to the slavers and they brought his coat back to the father which they had dipped in some sheep's blood, and uh, said, look, is this, is this Joseph's coat? And the father wept and he said, oh, my son's been killed by wild animals. And so the brothers felt like they were off the hook, and they got rid of this ridiculous dreamer who was taken by these Midianite slavers down to Egypt and sold to a guy named Potiphar. Now, Potiphar was a famous man, and he was a, a wealthy man, and he was important in the palace of the king, the Pharaoh. But, you know, here's an interesting thing about Joseph. You would have thought after going through all that Joseph had gone through, being attacked and sold as as a slave to a man in a foreign country, that he'd think, you know, these dreams God gave me, they, they didn't come true. This stuff's a bunch of junk. There's no real God. I'm just out here on my own. Now, this is what so many people would do if faced with circumstances like this. They would lose all hope. And yet Joseph continued to serve God, even as a slave in Potiphar's house. We know this because he did excellent work for Potiphar and Potiphar actually made him the head over all the other servants in the house. But Potiphar's wife really, you know, she thought Joseph was kind of hot and she wanted to try to get him to go to bed with her. But he said in Genesis 39 verse 9, how could I do such a wicked thing? and sin against God. So you can see Joseph was still holding on to his faith in God. He believed in God, and he believed in the things God said. Well, as you know, if you've read this story, Potiphar's wife kind of framed Joseph, and he wound up in jail. Yeah, rape was illegal then, too. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Bible says that the Lord was with him, and he showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all the others that were held in prison and he made him responsible for everything that was done there. Warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Now this is Genesis 39, 20 and a few verses after that. Well eventually these two guys showed up in the prison and one of them was the king's cupbearer and the other was his baker and they had both had dreams and Joseph saw these guys one morning and saw that they were very dejected. And he he asked the cupbearer and the baker who were in custody with him, "Uh, why why are you so sad today? And they said, we both had dreams. And Joseph said, well, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. Verses 6 through 8. And it's kind of interesting because you can see Joseph is still holding his faith in God. He's saying, hey, interpretations belong to God. Tell me, God will give me the answer to your dreams. So they told him uh, what they dreamed, and Joseph interpreted the dreams accurately and came to pass exactly as he prophesied. One of the guys wound up being killed, the other guy wound up being uh, put back in his position in Pharaoh's palace. And this was all as Joseph had interpreted. Now in all this, as I said, Joseph was still holding on to his faith in God. And sometime later, the Pharaoh had some dreams that he didn't understand. He had a strange dream where seven cows came up out of the, uh, the river and they were sleek and strong and healthy. And then seven skinny cows came up out of the river after them and consumed those cows, ate them. Well, I know that's as weird as can be, but you know, it's a dream. Have you ever had a weird dream? That's what Pharaoh had and he was very disturbed by it. And the cupbearer happened to be present as Pharaoh was telling this, and said, "You know, I know this guy. Remember back when I was in the prison? he said, "I know this guy, and he was able to tell me the interpretation of my dreams. Jo- Pharaoh said, "Let's hear from him," and they cleaned Joseph up and brought him out of the prison, and he stood before Pharaoh all this time, through all that Joseph's been through and all that he has suffered in that prison from his brothers and, and from Potiphar's house, he's still holding on to God. Because Pharaoh says, I had this dream, and he describes it to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, so can you interpret it? And Joseph replies to Pharaoh, I can't do it. But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. I think that's fantastic. Joseph's still believing that what God says is truth. Not only that what God says is truth, That there is a God in the first place because, you know, after all he's been through, you'd think he'd have given up believing in God altogether. But he tells Pharaoh the interpretation that he gets. He goes, the seven cows, the strong ones that came up out of the river in the first place, he said, those are seven years. Egypt is going to experience seven years of great prosperity and abundance. And he said, the skinny cows that came up after them, those are seven lean years. Seven years of great famine such as never before been seen in the land of Egypt. And all that was gained in those seven prosperous years will be lost during those seven lean years. And then he becomes very bold and suggests that the Pharaoh command that they store up reserves from the abundant years and so that they can make it through the lean years. Now you've got to remember that Joseph is a prisoner and now he's advising the Pharaoh on matters of state. This is incredibly bold, and it indicates how strong Joseph's faith in God was. Well, upon hearing this, Pharaoh was very impressed, so impressed that he makes Joseph the prime minister of all Egypt and puts him over administering this task. And so Joseph's dreams all come true. Incidentally, even the little details. Later on, during the famine, Jacob, back in the land of Canaan, sends his sons up to Egypt to buy grain. And when he does, they all bow before Joseph. They don't even know who he is. They just know he's the prime minister of Egypt. I'm sure he looked quite different by then. You've seen pictures of the ancient Egyptians. Probably had a fancy headdress, fancy robes, eye makeup. Looked completely different. They bowed down before him just as Joseph had seen in the original dream. Joseph's dreams came true, and your dreams can come true also if you'll dare to believe in God who can do anything and remain faithful to him the way Joseph did. Yes, you can become the person you want to be, and the first prerequisite for that happening is like Romana Banuelos and like Joseph of old to believe in God. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico, to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. If you'd like to help, just text GIVE to 513-296-8810 and enter the amount you'd like to sow. That's it. And thanks so much for helping us help others.